0: Hey everyone, this is Jake from Life Advice Radio. Today's story starts at the beginning of August, on the beach. I'm sharing a green towel with a shirtless Stephen McCormick.
1: So I got a call a few days ago that I would be filming a reality dating show
0: for a major network. Stephen moved to L.A. last spring from Milledgeville, Georgia where he taught freshman composition at a liberal arts college. His job search strategy was to refresh Craigslist Los Angeles and apply as fast as he could to the most recently posted opportunity. For example, casting L.A.'s hottest singles for a major network's hottest dating show. Stephen's resume was the first one that major network received. They called him in for interviews and auditions, played him an old episode, and scared him
1: the one they were showing in the waiting room. The, the only reason the guy chose her and she wasn't smarter and she wasn't more attractive, she was just sluttier. And she had larger breasts. And uh, she was giving him the eyes and stuff. And I think she like rubbed his, his leg.
0: Not only was Stephen not sure he was ready to make eyes and rub legs, he didn't think he was sexy enough. He didn't have the male equivalent of those larger breasts. So when he got the call, he started preparing as best as he knew how. Supermarket bargain bin salmon for breakfast, weight room immediately after, long runs every night, and whenever is schedule allowed, tanning.
1: So I don't really know how to tan either. I'm just full of shit. So that's why I've got the spray, the suntan spray. I'm just spraying it all over myself. I don't even know if you can tan with suntan on. Suntan lotion on. Can you? I don't know. I'm just doing what I think I should be doing. I need some advice. How do you tan? How do you eat? How do you work out?
0: I left him there in the sand, and I went to see my colleague, the life advisor Peter Nichols. So I guess
2: now's the time when I give some advice, maybe.
0: That's right, Peter. Now's the time you tell Stephen how to be sexy, how to be seductive, and how to prepare for reality TV dating show producers who make their living embarrassing people.
2: I think it's good to have a specific aspect of your appearance that is obviously performative
0: for people to then comment on. Stephen, says Peter, needs a slightly over-displayed idiosyncrasy. He should identify an unusual but lovable element of himself and subtly but unmistakably flaunt it. Stephen should perform an aspect of Stephen that makes Stephen
2: proud. It's a way of disarming folks when you are about to engage in an argument or some sort of power struggle, which it sounds like Steven's about to engage in. You have, It's like holding up a decoy, basically.
0: For example,
2: I cut my hair about, I think two to three weeks ago now. Uh, I did this in a hotel bathroom and I stopped cutting my hair when my coffee cup was empty and went to go refill my coffee. And then I re-entered the bathroom and looked in the mirror and laughed and uh, decided to kind of leave what I had. I I must admit, I did some extra altering to perfect what I
0: had laughed at. What Peter has now is a puff of hair above his left ear on an otherwise buzzed head. He says you can call it a side mullet or a side rat tail if you want, but he prefers Chinook, a name that he's borrowed from his home, his Toyota Chinook something he prefers not to call a recreational vehicle, but rather an apartment on wheels. Like his truck, Peter's hairstyle is a conversation starter, a magnet for exactly the attention Peter wants. Peter suggested that day that Stephen find and perform his own Chinook, and Stephen rejected him. When I called to set up an interview, Stephen said he was too busy, and he wanted his advice over the phone. I did my best to explain, but I didn't get much response. I'll consider it, Stephen told me. But right now, I have to get back to the gym. It wasn't until a week later that I finally got that interview. Filming was over, and Stephen, trim and tanned, had won.
1: They asked me to bring three or four variations of each look they were looking for. One was... A kind of casual date. One was club look and then pool wear. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I knew it was coming. You know what? I ended up spending a lot of this episode shirtless.
0: (laughs) But, Stephen admits, his body was not his winningest asset.
1: I was a shameful performer of poems and Bob Dylan knockoff songs.
0: The producers knew a few things about Stephen. They'd interviewed him, they'd Googled him, they'd planted a guitar on set, watched Stephen jam with one of the sound people during a break, suggested to his date that she request a song, and watched her blush when Stephen played. Then, later, when the stakes were highest, the producers set Stephen up for what could have been a total disaster.
1: So after I give her a massage, We're sitting on one of the massage tables together. And the producer whispers into her ear, Have him recite you a poem. No, no, let me be more specific. They ask her, ask him to tell you a sonnet. And so, I had to have a sonnet on hand. It just so happened that I knew one. and It's a, you know, very... Very trying-to-get-into-her-pants kind of poem.
0: Lord Byron, She Walks in Beauty.
1: She walks in beauty, like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies, and all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect
0: and her eyes. I think it swept her off her feet, and I think it was the product of an accidental chinook. Chinook. Stephen is a poet. Stephen was cast on the show to be a poet. Stephen won the hearts of the story producers by performing in his auditions and interviews. Stephen McCormick, the poet. No, he didn't walk around mumbling rhymes or scratching in an Italian leather-bound notebook. But he played the part. He gracefully flaunted a Chinook. And now, despite his hurried skepticism on the phone that day, Stephen realizes that he actually took Peter's advice.
1: Everything I have to choose from in my Chinooks are not things that I just picked up. It's just stuff that I have had already. And so I have to mime myself to mime myself on television because they, 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 they fill a room with people who aren't actors and ask them to act. And so they fall back to... Who they are that's why uh, Eminem was so great in 8 Mile I thought he did great in that movie he is a performer and he's performing the material he knows better than any material and that's himself
0: Stephen you did great too performed yourself like a pro congratulations for TROP I'm Jake DiGrazia in Los Angeles
1: and I think, oh boy, <laughs> I have to play her song now. Um, and so I pick a guitar up and I don't think and I just start. I'm happy to meet you under these strange circumstances know it's not real but I still like my chances of going out with you before I get too old